We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds. Guys, it is officially game week. Oh, my goodness, how it feels to be game week. G-Day is this Saturday. It cannot get here soon enough. I think we've been dying for football, and what a better way to start the week than a Monday episode of the DGD Podcast. Um, obviously, listen, you, you saw the show titled uh, Second Scrimmage. Uh, takeaways from that. We're going to talk about that. Also, a little pre-Easter, right? The Easter Bunny was nice to the dogs. Brought in 2025 tight end, five-star for that matter, Illis Williams. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but first, the show is, well, yeah, I'm trying to make them bark. I'm rude. I am trying to make you bark. Uh, it is one of those shows. But first, Got to start your morning off right, and what better way to do that with our friends over at Apotheos Roastery, folks. Uh, check out our link, dgpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos. Check them out. Shop their uh, variety of blends of coffee, stuff like that. Listen, top-notch quality coffee, folks. Can't Cannot reemphasize that much more. Great, co- uh, great quality coffee. And using our link on the website, every bag that you purchase – 20% of the proceeds from each bag will go to the Classic City Collective because Apotheos is the official partner of the Classic City Collective. Make sure to check them out, folks. Great uh, great coffee. Tell them the DGD uh, podcast sent you and have some coffee today. Now, we're talking about the second scrimmage. Obviously, it was supposed to be Saturday uh, weather moved it around, uh, and it was Thursday. Yeah, oh, absolutely, dude. Uh, Rude, before we get started on the, the scrimmage, Rude's got some uh, Apotheos coffee. Said it was freaking delish. Yeah, dude, I'm, I, listen, I'm not going to shy you away and, and lead you the wrong way there. Not going to do it. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. Scrimmage, Thursday, in, instead of Saturday. And it uh, sounds like it was kind of a shorter um, a shorter scrimmage as well. Uh, decent takeaways, though. I think the defense is growing. Right, we, we listened to the first takeaway and what Kirby Smart had to say about that. 
there was some poor tackling that he had mentioned in the first uh, scrimmage. Listen, defense played a lot better Thursday is what it sounds like. Uh, and actually, we take a look at the position battles along the defense, and, and, and we'll start off with the, with the second cornerback spot. I think that's a big question mark for us. Who's going to be that uh, second cornerback aside from Kamari Lassiter? Uh, and it sounded like Nylon Green took over the, uh, the first reps. Um, this is a good problem to have when you have that much quality fighting for one position. It's not a matter of who's going to step up, right? It's who, who's going to step up the most and separate themselves because these guys are all talented. And, you, and you've heard Dalen Everett have a good spring. You've heard Nylon Green uh, establishing himself as an SEC-type player. Who is going to be that guy? This is a good type of competition that you want is talented players being able to get better and see who establishes himself right, as the best. Right. And I think that's the situation that you're in, in the, in the defensive back room, uh, you know, obviously on the side of, or on the opposite side of Kamari Lasseter, shall I say, uh, the 633 DG is here. Uh, it is now a party um, determined. No lies there. But then, obviously, you take a look at the cornerback spot. You know, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. You have a situation where you could play Javon Bullard at safety uh, and Tyke Smith. Uh, now that he seems to be fully healthy, I don't think we saw him fully healthy last year. You get him fully healthy now, and you have him playing star. You have Smoke Bowie that could come in and play safety. You, you still got guys like Daniel uh, David Daniel uh, Sizova. That's another guy. Dan Jackson's another guy. This secondary, folks, is ridiculous. And I think what you're going to see, I'm not going to get too carried away because Wednesday's show is going to be uh, pretty fun is all I'm going to say. But when you take a look at the expectations for the season and what we've heard so far through this uh, spring, it leaves me to feel extremely confident, almost oozing with confidence uh, when it comes to this uh, back half of the uh, defense. There's no questions asked. Uh, obviously, you include the linebackers. It's just too many players, just too many good players. Right? Uh, you hear uh, actually Kirby Smart praised uh, Xavier Soar a little bit. Right, That's a name that Georgia fans have been waiting to hear, uh, you know, praise for. Uh, it kind of feels like, you know, he hasn't been – able to find, you know, the right spot for uh, Mr. Story himself. Uh, but he got in some reps with the ones as well. <clears throat> and with that being said, I think that's a positive, <clears throat> excuse me, positive uh, here, right? I think that's something you want to hear that's very positive uh, for the dogs, especially on the defense, because you've got guys, We, well, I mean, we know there's some, there's some solid surefire guys, right? You look at uh, Pop Johnson, you look at Smile Mondo. But who's going to be that outside linebacker, right? Uh, you got Darius Smith, you've got Jalen Walker, uh, and uh, sorry, can he can he find that situation, right? But Kirby Smart's confidence in him, I feel like well, the fact that he was able to praise him a little bit uh, in the in the post game uh, or post scrimmage presser, I should say, uh, speaks volumes, right? I think you're seeing him getting developed. And you just hope that they can figure it out, whether it does, you know, you don't want to see him do just special teams, even though special teams is. Uh, vital, right, for Georgia fans um, and for Georgia alone, right? Some of the best players play special teams. So you want to see him kind of expand out of special teams 
only, right, and try to get on the field. And I think you can see that. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And I think Gene could be one of those situations where you see these guys stand out. Uh, it seems like Pat and Roots have uh, formally uh, started their coalition today as well. <clears throat> but, um, you know, as we move along the defensive side of the ball, I think it's another thing where we look at the defensive line. A bunch of guys not necessarily, I guess you say, standing out, but there's a lot of quality. And, and it's not a bad problem. You, you, just, you just feel as if you need someone to step up and, and really shine above everyone else. It's kind of similar to what we saw with Jalen Carter, right? This is what we expected to lose with Jalen Carter going to the NFL. And the question mark that left to be uh, answered was, who is going to step up? Who is going to make the jump uh, and go from there, right? And who's going to be that guy to stand out and be the alpha dog there? And so far, it, it doesn't seem as if there's a true standout in that regard. There's not another Jalen Carter. You don't really necessarily believe that you're going to find and replicate identically what Jalen Carter brought to this defense. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. But when you look at guys like Zion Logue, Nazir Stackhouse, right, Christian Miller, Bear Alexander, all these guys, there's so many. And then you got the true freshmen, right? You got Jordan Hall, Jamal Jarrett, all these guys fighting for playing time, and they're all talented players, right? So who's going to, you know, you could, George has done this rotation, right? We know this. You're going to rotate in and out, in and out, and keep the defense line fresh. A consistent pressure on an off opposing offensive line for four quarters has been a recipe for success. You're going to see that. And that's why Georgia and Trey Scott have recruited the defensive line and edge positions so hard and, and so and just accumulated this wealth of talent. Right? Simple as that. You know, then you look on the outside. Is Chess Chambliss going to be that guy off the edge, aside from Marvin Jones? You expect Marvin Jones Jr. to be the guy. But is is it going to be Chas Chambliss? Is it going to be Darius Smith? Is it who is it going to be, right on the outside, uh, along on the opposite side of I should say of Marvin Jones Jr. Or is it going to be Marvin Jones Jr.? There's so many question marks there. But it, I, I, again, I feel like it's a good problem to have because you have Marvin Jones Jr. Now, obviously, Chaz is uh, is experienced. He's psychotic. It's a good thing in a good way. Psychotic in a good way. You got Darius Smith, Avatar. It's like six, like six, five, six, six, long body. Absolutely long body. So good problem to have on this defense. Before we go over to our offensive side of the ball, obviously we have multiple sponsors. And what better way to bring it up than Alumni Hall? Folks, Alumni Hall, G-Day coming up this Saturday. With that being said, check out Alumni Hall. If you're going into Athens for G-Day, Go stop by Alumni Hall, mention the show, get 10% off your order. Or if you're not able to do that, go to our website, dgdpodcast.com forward slash Alumni Hall. Check them out. Check all their stuff. They got all new, you know, Nike, Cutter and Buck, uh, 47 for your hats. They've got it all. Man. They've got much more, right? All these brands, licensed brands, get all your Georgia gear uh, and uh, and listen. It's it's excellent stuff. Obviously, licensed Nike, right? Like I mentioned, check them out at Alumni Hall, right? Uh, follow them. Alumni Hall UGA 
Instagram, and Twitter. Follow them. Let them know the DGD sent you. And you will not be disappointed. Simple as that. With that being said, before we also keep in mind that the DGD podcast doing two separate giveaways. Folks, tomorrow is the last day before we end the giveaways. The first giveaway is prediction for the, the G-Day giveaway for predicting the, the score to G-Day. The winner of that uh, contest will get two free bags of Apotheos coffee or a $30 gift co- uh, card to Alumni Hall. The choice is yours. We're going to up the ante, though. If you predict a perfect score, we're going to either do three free bags of Apotheos coffee or a $45 alumni hall gift card. So keep in mind, and, and there's a pin uh, that we have a tweet uh, on our Twitter uh, account. All you have to do is go in there and predict your score for G-Day to be entered. It's simple as that. The winner is the whoever is closest to the actual score come the end of G-Day. And also, the second giveaway is for four tickets to G-Day. I think tickets are sold out now, folks. Keep that in mind. So you have a chance to win four. One, two, three, four. For those that don't know how to count for some reason, four free tickets to G-Day. All you got to do is go find the tweet also on our tw- uh, Twitter account or Instagram for that matter, and I'll explain that too. So go in, make sure you're following our account, the DG Podcast, Alumni Hall, and Apotheos. And if you're on Twitter, just quote tweet that tweet with your favorite Georgia memory. Or if you're on Instagram, comment and tag three people, at least three people. If you do that, you're entered in. Like I said, tomorrow is the last day for that giveaway. So I need you to get on that. Um, listen, this is a chance for free uh, free tickets to G-Day. They're sold out. Keep that in mind. Now, also, Pat, while I was doing my long giveaways, Hulk, uh, mentioned there's some names coming in for G-Day. We're going to talk about that more Wednesday. But also keep in mind your current quarterback commit uh, is confirmed for G-Day. So keep that in mind. As for Wednesday, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, let's see. Ruse is coming up with a comment. Uh, Juan is just mad because he knows if he had sets and Juan would have 20 year old, uh, 20 yards per catch instead of 15. Uh oh, he might not like that. Uh, as you notice, Juan and Kobe are not here. Uh, Juan, I, I don't know. He might still be on the back of the milk carton. And Kobe was in Augusta for the Masters, folks. He's probably trying on his green jacket. We'll see. Uh, but I would expect him uh, Wednesday. Now, as we transition over to the offensive side of the ball from, from scrimmage Thursday, keep in mind that the quarterback battle is as is, is fierce as ever. right? I, I think you look at Carson Beck, you look at uh, Brock Vandergriff is kind of fighting for this top spot, and then Gunnar Stockton is kind of behind, uh, in, in a sense, getting these backup reps. And, and listen, that's what you that's okay. That is okay. Uh, sounded like Carson Beck had the uh, first crack at it as well. Um, you know, and, and it sounds like good things coming from this quarterback situation. Uh, there's really not much there. I think you look at uh, just overall the command, uh, not making these boneheaded plays that Kirby Smart calls. You know, uh, I think there were a couple there, not like, not like the first practice or the scrimmage, excuse me. 
So I think that's a sign of things, progression for both of these guys, uh, which obviously as Georgia fans, we need that. We do. Uh, you want your quarterback to make right to right calls, right reads. It's coming along. It's just that simple there. Uh, let's see. Kobe says, I mean, sorry, talking about Kobe, Pat says they had to order extra green material to make Kobe's jacket. You're not wrong. It literally could be the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Bulk, guys. Simple as that. Moving back to the, the, the scrimmage, though, when you take a look at, you know, obviously the quarterback situation, you're, you're just, I don't think it's close to being ended at this point. I don't think there's going to be a determined starter. I don't think – and that's by design partially, too. But, you know, I, I think it's good that you let these guys battle for so much. Right, and you need to do that. Question, how many acres of green fabric do you need to cover Mount Swolders? 3,400 acres? Uh, I'll take the over. Simple as that. I'll take the over. Uh, going to the running back situation, right? We've talked about the running back room kind of being a little bit thin right now. Um, but but I, I haven't heard anything bad about uh, Branson and Roderick Robinson. I think you're going to have those two Robinson guys, uh, twins, if you will, uh, just causing problems for defenses. Just will. I feel like the running back room, you're just kind of, I don't know if you say biding your time, but just allowing these guys to get uh, healthy. You're, you're going to have to have these guys stay healthy uh, this season. But, you know, thing, all things considered, I think running back, we're fine with. Uh, just Just my opinion there. Moving over to, oh, Rude's asked three or four hundred. Still taking the over. I probably said close, closer to the four hundred. Uh, you know, it might. Who knows? Maybe five, five hundred. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Pat says he's good with the running back room. Yeah, but as we move over to the receiving core again, folks. I don't even know if this is a hot take at this point, but this receiving core. Could arguably be the best receiving core Kirby Smart's had. Period. Period. Uh, it's just depth, right? Like you don't, like you don't have that George Pickens, like superstar receiver, if you will, like that elite superstar receiver. But you've got so much quality around all different positions in the receiving core, uh, multiple options at each, right, each slot as well. It's just it's stupid to have this kind of plethora of options because, I mean, if you take a look at the situation where you have, you know, you could play Rara on the outside. You have Arian Smith. You have Lad McConkie, Dominic Lovett. But, but speaking of, Lovett and Rara are still making waves through practices and scrimmages. So you have a lot of good things going there. Like I said, you've got Lab McConkey, you've got Dylan Bell, Denila Morsai, Anthony Evans, right? Just speed on top of speed. You know, Tyler Williams making ways with his fit, you know, with his speed. And um, yeah, it's just it's just wild to think about it. Just the options. Uh, as Rude says, that is a bold statement. I mean, show me otherwise. I think that's a very debatable statement. I mean, I'm not saying that it is or will not be. I mean, I definitely think it can be. Um but, yeah, it's just one of those things where this receiving core, there's so many options. You should have got Marcus Schrosman, Jack Saint. But I still think you need someone to step up and kind of take over the slot that, uh, you know, the A.D. Mitchell, you know, you got to find a way to replace him. 
And I think you look at Robert Thomas as a one guy. Robert Thomas did this all last season as well. Uh, you know, Mississippi State. Obviously, we'll see what happens as the season comes along and progresses. But you're gonna—I think you're gonna see—and and we know how Juan feels about this. But I think the rotation is almost vital for this. I, I just think you do. Uh, it's just so many weapons, and I think that's going to be beneficial because you can rotate fresh guys in and wear the DBs out. Uh, let them let them try to switch, right? Uh, it's going to be quite interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Obviously, we know how they need to block, and I think you're seeing these guys doing well on that too. Um, which, speaking about blocking, you move over to the tight end situation. Obviously, you know you're looking at you know no, no Darnell Washington, uh, but you're looking at situations where Oscar Delp. Uh, Oscar Delp and Lawson Lucky are still continuing to get better. Uh, Lawson Lucky, ha- I haven't heard anything bad out of Lawson Lucky uh, so far this spring. Just haven't. It, it sounds like you really got a good. I wouldn't even say diamond in the rough. You got a, you got a good one in, in Lawson Lucky. Uh, how much playing time he gets early? Good question. I expect you to see some kind of rotation, but with with Oscar Delp. Uh, and speaking of, we you know we talked about the the blocking aspect of things. Oscar Delp is more than capable. I feel like now to kind of not not necessarily to the level of Darnell Washington, but I think he's more than viable to do so if needed. Uh, but you still got to utilize Oscar Delp in the receiving game. He's just too much of an athlete to do that. Uh, Ruse asked, "What about the year Rosemi came in with the plethora of other guys?" Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean. There's so many guys. It's just a part of it. Robinson, Rosemead, Pickens. Yeah, I think it's Rosemead's time. I, I just do. Uh, you know, when you look at Rosemead, Bruce, you, you look at the the blocking. You also look at some of these these uh, flashes. Uh, Tennessee game comes to mind, right? Tennessee game makes that nasty, nasty two hand uh, toe touch right in the back of the end zone uh, against Tennessee, and you know that's just one play. Right, but it's the blocking. It's you know, it's all these other things that that are really going to propel him uh, into into more production and playing time. The, and then Arian and AD, uh, yeah, and then Arian and AE. I think you mean Arian, uh, uh, Anthony Evans. I think. Uh, let's see, yeah, one year we had it all at receiver, then they didn't develop. Yeah, I mean, you've got to play uh, different things, situations happening, right? You look at guys like, you know, uh, Pickens. Uh, kind of injured more, you know, more than what you would really want. And then, you know, J-Rob, kind of same situation where he just transfers out, stuff like that. Then that happens. But I think you're in a situation now, Rubes, where the receiving core in the room, right, you have to watch out for the portal uh, with some attrition there just from a scholarship count. I, I, I just feel that you'll probably see a guy or two not naming specifically, but I just feel like you have a good shot to see someone leave uh, just to get down to the right, get down to the limit for scholars uh, scholarships. But at the same time, though, you know, when you take the the receiving core and pair it with the tight end room that you've got right now, really, there should be no question. Uh, There should be an easy transition for the quarterback. The quarterback shouldn't have to make place for him, you know, by himself. There's so much talent around him. And that was back to that uh, Kirby Smart quarter uh, comment after the first scrimmage, right? Don't don't force anything. Don't make boneheaded plays 
when you have the talent around you that can go make plays, it's it's almost should be like a plug and play, right? And whoever gets to start should be fine. Just make the right reads, things like that. You kind of look at what Setson did, and it kind of fit into the system, if you will, right? Kirby Smart got on to him after the Ohio State game. Uh, Stetson talking about play within the system, right? I think you see the same thing this year, especially since all of these guys that are fighting for this starting quarterback position, they don't have the experience that Stetson had. Carson has some game experience, but it's limited. Then you have, you know, then you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You got uh, Brock, which is full of, full of juice. Uh, you can make the throws. Obviously, Beck can make the throws. Listen, there's no doubt, and there should be no doubting, that all these guys cannot they, – they can make the throws, right? It's just about the intangibles, in, you know, up, in the, up top, processing everything and making sure you're setting your team up, right, for success. Uh, say his name, Robert. Beck, absolutely. Uh, so obviously we talked about the skill position, and now it's time to get down to the, the, the big uglies, right, the offensive line. You're still looking at this left tackle spot as being offensively the biggest battle. And so far, I, I can't say any bad thing about either Blasky or uh, Ernest Green. Both of them, I felt like, could come in and, and be that guy on the uh, left side. I'm not going to make a prediction yet. I think what we'll look at is and see what happens at G-Day. 
uh, try to take away some uh, some information from there if we can. I think you're set either way. Uh, and it sounds crazy. Uh, Ernest Green is kind of young. Austin Blasky's been here for a minute. But let's not overlook the fact that Austin Blasky's a fucking madman. He, he's he's deadly if you're not careful. Like the kid, the kid is just a freak. Um, it's just like crazy, right? And, and that's what you need sometimes. So, whoever is at that left tackle spot uh, should be just fine, because Ernest Green I think is going to be good to go. Uh, you know, obviously kind of getting over that back issue a little bit. I think he's fine now. But then, like I said, Austin Blasky's been waiting his turn, and, and the kid has a killer mentality. So if he gets his hands on you, I think it's a wrap. Simple as that. Ah, the J-O-double-G has entered the building. It is, she has entered the building. So obviously from overall, though, right, to kind of re, to summarize this scrimmage, a shorter scrimmage, right, like I said, moved it from Saturday to Thursday. Sounds like they did it indoors as well because of the weather. I, I think you look at it as a situation is there's still a lot of growth. Uh, you know, where – is Georgia compared to what Kirby wants him? Probably nowhere close to what he wants. But we know Kirby's standard. Kirby's standard is, <clears throat> excuse me, is perfection. That's what he pushes for, right? With that being said, there's a lot of growth, a lot of youth in this team. So, obviously looking forward to G-Day coming up Saturday. Should be fun. Uh, and we'll kind of kind of see this culmination of the, of the spring uh, as we move over uh, into the summer. Before we talk, so obviously Georgia landed a commit over the this Easter holiday weekend. Uh, but before we discuss that commitment, I want to give you a sh- uh, give a shout out to our other sponsor, BetUS, folks. It was the Masters. It was the Masters this weekend, even though it rained out. Uh, finished up yesterday. Uh, listen, BetUS has all of your betting needs if you so choose to bet. Um, You're looking at college football when it comes up. You're looking at different uh, spot bets. NBA, playoffs are right now, right? You're looking at playoffs. Baseball, baseball is in full effect. Whatever you want to bet on, MMA, whatever, BetUS has you covered. Check them out or check our website, dgdpodcast.com forward slash BetUS. Sign up today, get 125% sign-up bonus, and start making money today. Also, please bet responsibly. As we talked about, though, Georgia lands a commit over the weekend in the form of 6-7-2-35, five-star tight end in the 2025 class, Ellis Williams, and he joins Justice Terry and uh, Jaden Prolati. Five stars in that 2025 class. That 2025 class, folks, is going to be special. And you already have three five stars, according to the 24-7, already. Already. But what does Georgia look out of this? Georgia, you just got something similar to Darnell Washington. 6-7. Again, he's only a sophomore, folks. So you're looking at a situation where he's kind of thin right now, but he is freaky athletic. Line him up out wide at receiver, he can play, and he can run, right? We'll see what his body, how his body transforms over the next couple of years. 
right before he gets to Georgia, and then once he gets into Georgia's weight system. But you're looking at you're looking at sizing up a situation where you just got a mismatch nightmare, right? Um, and let's take a minute to bask in the glory of the recruiting expertise of Todd Hartley. Right, you look at the situation where you pick up Darnell Washington. Uh, Jesus Christ. Darnell Washington in the in the 20 cycle, then you got Brock Bowers. Right? Also keep in mind you had uh you had Eric Gilbert for us uh, for a little bit of time too, which was also in Darnell's class uh through the transfer portal. You got Brock Bowers, you got Oscar Delp, right? Now you got Pierce Sperlin, Lawson Lucky in this past cycle. You've already got Landon Thomas which is a five-star tight end in the 24 cycle. And now you land Illis Williams in the 2025 cycle. Illis and Landon Thomas are both the number one tight end in their, um, in their class. It makes, it, it makes you kind of want to look ahead. I know it sounds crazy, but you're getting yourself too far ahead. What could 2026 mean? Right. I mean, we've had him on the show. What if what if Todd Hartley decides to go pick up Ken J. Harrison out of Reedsville in North Carolina for the 26 cycle? That's another kid. 20, 2026. Uh, if you're not familiar with Ken J. Harrison up here out of Reedsville, 6'7", 235, 237 per his words uh, on the show on, on the interview. So that's the same measurables, almost identical measures, uh, both of which play both sides of the ball. So you can move, you really could move, uh, depending on how they want to do it. You could look at moving Ellis to outside linebacker, and talk about that matchup because he's just that athletic. It'd be crazy to think that. Ultimately, I think you see him play on the offensive side of the ball, but anything's possible, uh, especially with Todd Hartley and Kirby Smart. It's going to be that. It's just it's insane. Uh, as Ruth said, the tight end so uh, tight end room so good, make you want to slap your mom. Hey, mom. Bow. Gotcha. Absolutely. Had to go that Friday after next uh, reference there for Ruse. It's crazy to think how deep this tight end room will be continually so long as Todd Hartley's here at Georgia. You start looking at this recruiting. I'm not going to say it's like Brian Hartline because receiver and tight ends totally different. But Todd Hartley just don't fucking miss, guys. He really doesn't. He gets what he wants. He He's the Mountie. I call him the Mountie for a reason because he always gets his man. And, and, and just looking at the tight end hall over these several classes has proven the point. It's proven my point that you could call him the Mountie and be completely okay with it. He gets who he wants. And, and, and you look at Ellis Williams as being just another guy that can come in and get molded into a into a high-round pick in the NFL. Because we know Darnell Washington is going to be – I feel he'll be very successful in the league. Brock Bowers, when he declares, he's going to be successful. He, You could arguably see him go top ten. Brock Bowers is that special. What's it going to look like with Landon Thomas and Oscar Telp? Like, it, it's insane to think of all this, folks. But you take a look at the 2025 cycle, and now you t- and all three guys that I've mentioned, right? Justice Terry, Jaden Prolati, now Ellis Williams, all in the state of Georgia. And I think that's a key sign too. The 2025 cycle 
for the state of Georgia. It's 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 nuts. It's nuts. And that's all I can say about it. It's nuts, folks. It's ridiculous. It's deep. We thought the 24 class was deep. No, 25 is deeper. You starting off on the right foot, getting these guys from the in-state to stay here and play for the dogs. Right. And obviously it's way it's way too early, especially in the in today's world of recruiting. But it never hurts when you have a situation like that. Obviously, we talked about the second scrimmage. We know Saturday is going to be a huge day for the dogs. And, and, and from a fan's perspective, what will we see come out of that? Will some answers be uh, will some questions be answered? We shall see. I'm curious to see what this new look offense with Bobo, right? Bobo 2.0. What is that going to look like? Tons of questions, but we're going to talk about that on the next show as we get ready for our G-Day uh, preview. But with that being said, we're going to wrap this up. Remember, dogs get a commitment from Ellis Williams. I hope I'm not butchering that. Second scrimmage is complete. I think arguably one of the most important ones. We'll see how it looks ahead of G-Day. Remember to give us give a shout out. Go follow our sponsors, Apotheos Roastery, Alumni Hall, Bet US. Check them out on our website. Just go to just type in dgdpodcast.com and you can click the sponsors tab and you'll have our sponsors and you can go view them and check them out. It's probably simpler that way. Just check them out. Also, we just redid the website. So I think you might like the look of it. Uh, made it aesthetically pleasing. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to wrap this thing up, and then we're going to turn our focus to G-Day. So next time you come on the show, be prepared, folks, because G-Day is right around the corner, and everything G-Day will be discussed. And hopefully, looking forward to a three-peat. And it starts with G-Day. I'm Robert Reynolds. Thanks for watching. Go dogs. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.